It's not brain science. It's rocket surgery. This is Frankenstein <laughs> Island. Not to be confused with Dr. Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> it's Those not Frankenstein's things. monster's island. It's Frankenstein's island. <laughs> <laughs> the Incomparable, number 320, October 2016. The power, the power, the power. You see, Frankenstein was on a three-hour tour. Oh, my God. It, no, no, it's it's not even Frankenstein's Island. It's just Frankenstein Island. Frankenstein Island. Exactly. It is. Yes, the island died at some point and was brought back to life. Mm. The island was actually called Frankenstein Island before uh, What's-Her-Name ever actually moved there. It's just a really it's weird just, coincidence. It's, just coincidence. It's, it's nominative determinism. Welcome back to The Incomparable. <laughs> we're doing our thing where we watch a terrible movie, and this time we're watching a terrible movie that I selected because this is a movie that I've seen many, many times. It is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, bad movie. It's 1981's Frankenstein Island, directed by Jerry Warren, Screenplay by the great Jacques Lacouture. I think that might be Jerry Warren, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And starring nobody except John Carradine and Cameron <laughs> Mitchell. And it is amazing. So joining me to talk about one of my very favorite terrible movies are these fine people, all of whom I have committed a crime against now because I had them watch Frankenstein Island. Monty Ashley, hello. Hi, Jason. Nice movie you picked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steve Lutz, thanks for joining us. Oh, sorry, Jason. I thought my microphone was on, but I forgot to turn on the power, the power, <laughs> the power, the power, uh, Tony, the power. Here's somebody who's not, who hasn't been programmed to weaken. Tony Sindelar. <laughs> it's uh, it's Tony Sindelar von Helsing, uh, but I don't like my married name or something nonsensical about that. Don't worry about it. Uh, Brian Hamilton also apparently watched this movie. I'm so sorry, Brian. I must be subdated from time to time now. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> David Lore, I can't believe you used animal blood. There he is! No, I think you got the wrong movie. I got the wrong animal. And Glenn, I, I apologize for nothing. Hi, Glenn Fleischman. <laughs> you know, I like to call this movie Fant-Ass island but only for uh, parts of it there there is a moment uh somewhere in the in the middle of frankenstein island where uh it's not even early on where it's just all um ladies in uh leopard skin bikinis <laughs> that uh my wife who watched this with me said because because we've been married more than 20 years and i've never subjected her to frankenstein island until now how about that well, i mean oh, that that's it's over out. it's all I over mean, now um yeah. <laughs> she says this is so terrible and i said i gotta i gotta admit i think this is the best part i think it gets much worse and weirder from here <laughs> and then we we kept watching and she was like oh yeah you're right that was actually the golden days those are the halcyon yeah, days i can make sense of people in leopard skin print bikinis dancing and shaking their butts but the rest of it not so much no not so I was much looking forward to that part and it was the most non erotic thing as in many bad movies the use of erotic imagery is uh, so lacking that you're kind of disappointed doubly you're like at least it's got the girls in bikinis and then nothing i had a lot of questions but where did they get the bikinis are there leopards on this island yeah, they there's kill exactly, leopards yes, themselves my notes there's a lot of questions about the ecology of Frankenstein's Island because apparently there is leopards, a lot of leopards. In a lot fact, of leopards. Only, only leopards because everything. Not anymore. Is they were hunted to extinction by ladies. There's also naked ladies. Coconuts. They've got coconuts to serve drinks. They've got drinking coconuts. The lepers were all on the alien planet. The aliens had leopards. They killed them all, but they left the fabric. Man, I wish there were more shots of them eating. That was the best part. Mm. Where did the coconuts come from? The, the story of the naked ladies hunting the, the leopards to extinction is a far more interesting movie. Hey, naked, yeah, yeah. naked half alien ladies hunting leopards. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I'm gonna 
uh, let me let me summarize uh, the plot as we go. Uh, God help you. <laughs> Stop me You're when you need to. Oh, I, I've Steve, I've seen this movie so many times I could tell you by heart. Probably. Oh, you, you have it backwards and forwards, I <laughs> but it makes more sense backwards. <laughs> Maybe somebody else should summarize the plot. Then you might be in too deep, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Jason, you need help. Tag out. Uh, look, it wasn't like this when I was in Philadelphia. Oh my arm! Oh, <laughs> oh no, my uh, arm hurts. Try to, Jason, try to work the hand. Jason, work it. Work it. <laughs> You gotta work it. You gotta bend it back. I'm a doctor. Uh, It's the power that paralyzes the arm. Oh no. Yeah. A psychic power. And inspires every man around to reach for your arm and hold it. (laughs) (laughs) While women in leopard skin bikinis just walk away, not caring at all about your agony. Not a little bit. I love those girls. (laughs) They really weren't in this scene. They just realized. So Frankenstein (laughs) Island starts with uh, a. uh, a lo- lengthy uh, <laughs> egomaniac uh, credit sequence, all featuring hot air balloons. No, it starts with Hicks in Balloons Theater. Yeah, we're not skipping the balloons. Hot air balloons. We spend a long time with hot air balloons. <laughs> they are there yes. are CB truckers in balloons. Apparently, having a conversation <laughs> explaining the plot of the movie, which is that there was a bad storm and those that those guys got caught up in it and they're either on it, uh, over it, or under it. Now. They got twisted 110 so, degrees, Jason. I, 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 I've got go down I in confess. the middle of the ocean. The most effective rescue vehicle is definitely a hot air balloon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I understand I why these guys are there. During the hot balloon, hot air balloon, talking to other hot air balloon segment, that I wasn't fully following uh, their conversation mm. and the plot ramifications. Of yeah, yeah, thereof. neither. And I thought about going back and watching that again. No, and I didn't. No. So maybe that maybe the rest of the movie is my fault. Wait, it doesn't hey, make sense. Bef- wait, before you get into the plot, I want to point on one thing out, though. Yes. It's important. Was this movie actually made in 1981 or was it made long before and then he released it later? Because this is the best yeah. rendition of a movie from like 20 years before. Oh, um, I don't. The fact that it's shot on color film alone, I think it's very definitely a movie yeah. that was made in the 70s or right. essentially the early 80s felt like the 70s, too. So I, I think it's probably right. was shot in 70s. 9980, something like that. The, the bell guess. bottoms on job. Curtis suggest a, a late 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those were pretty a, well out by a, 1981. It's, I didn't think you could make movies like this in 1981. It's amazing. I love the balloons because we never got any close ups of anyone who might be talking. It was just. Nope. Stock footage balloons. of balloons. Absolutely. There's a great shot where they, where they start with the ocean and pan up to a balloon. And you're like, are we done with the balloons now? Nope. There's more balloons. No. Nope. It's I was okay. really sad. The balloons had went away, but then there was one. They were back right above it. I waited the whole movie to find out where did they shoot this? Was it New Mexico or Arizona? <laughs> it was both. <laughs> and, and Baja and Southern California. Yeah. And uh, some cave some somewhere. Backyard. And the cave was in Arizona. The cave was in Tucson, Arizona, apparently. Right. Yeah. But yes. it's it's definitely for an island. It has a very suspiciously Southern California climate. And you knew what you were in for when they didn't even bother with a single insert shot to show somebody looking standing in some sort of a <laughs> basket to indicate yeah. that they were nope. in a balloon. It's just stock footage. Yeah, we couldn't be bothered. I, I don't even think it's stock footage. I think it's just the director happened to go to the hot air festival a couple of years earlier. It was like, yeah, this gets my guys on a beach. Yeah, could go. Yeah, and I got some stock footage I can use. Uh, all right, so and here's a shot of the ocean. Now I've set the place. So the <laughs> the the we learned that these guys have had a balloon crash, and that the, and there are all the credits, and then we finally get to begin our movie where our four four 
heroes slash main characters heroes. are washed ashore on their inflatable raft. They uh, The raft is already fairly high up on the beach, and yet they seem to just be getting out of it. I don't know how it got there. It should also be noted that they're 100% dry they're despite completely. falling oh, into the ocean yes. and also, sailing in on a raft. And having a, having a balloon accident, yes. It is important to note that the raft that they've got, that's a pretty great looking raft. It is incredibly oh, yeah. substantial, <laughs> solid raft. That they throw away immediately and then spend the rest of the movie saying, really we should build we a, need raft. a raft. It, it, oh, they yeah. start discussing that while they're holding their raft. Like, <laughs> yes. We should get some logs. And it's if like, we you could find some dry wood, maybe we could build a maybe raft. Maybe we could build a, a raft. Literally leaning on a perfectly functional raft. <laughs> yep. It's clearly still inflated. <laughs> that he throws uh. down disgustedly as if this stupid raft that saved my life. It's sickened me. It's a single use raft. They never explain the fact that maybe the raft is damaged somehow, but even if it was, you know what's easier to get than dry wood? Tape. Get some freaking <laughs> tape and fix it. Yeah. But they never even say that. Nope. No, and now that raft is perfectly good. It's completely inflated. Guys, I think you're overlooking the amount of wilderness survival skills that this movie teaches you. Uh, you can only mm. use a raft once. Yeah, it's, not safe no, to it's a single use it. raft. That's it's totally single true. use raft. Yep. I uh, didn't even bother to modestly deflate the raft, <laughs> just even a hair to make it look like uh, maybe something was wrong with the raft. Steve, nope. Steve Lutz, wilderness survival tip number two. Don't overexert yourself trying to deflate a raft. That's garbage. Well, why did they inflate it? They were didn't use it in the movie. Somebody had to blow that thing up yep. just for that scene. <laughs> for the scene where they, they stand away. on the on high up on the sand and as if they've just gotten out of it. Yeah. Wilderness survival tip three. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to burrow my raft, but you can't get it wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that may be that may be the, but they had to return it to the store, so they didn't want to get it. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to get it too wet. Uh, Steve, uh, you overlooked a very important por- part of the storyline. I did, uh, which is the dog uh, Melvin. The dog pees on the seaweed at one point. He does in this scene. That I is was important. waiting for that to be significant. I was waiting, no. and waiting, and waiting. It's it's Chekhov's pee. Yeah, it's <laughs> indicated as significant by the soundtrack, oh, which goes wah, 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 when he yes. pees on the seaweed. Melvin is incorrigible. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Wah wah wah. Yeah, four dorks and a dog wash away, wash up out of the I mean, sea. I'm not a dog person, but Melvin delivers one of the best performances. <laughs> I was going to say Melvin is the best, does the best acting job in this oh, film yeah. by far. Yeah. Melvin's one of the three characters I can name. Melvin is committed. These other people are just sleepwalking. Me- Melvin studied with Lee Strasberg, so you know. Second only to the iguana we see later. There's like a Komodo dragon that is that is cut. We cut away to a, like a giant iguana or a Komodo dragon or something that is also stock footage, and it's <laughs> like, hello, iguana. everybody. I'm also in this movie, but I'm not. I, you'll never see me again. But he's there to to lend a little air of excitement. Um, we meet our characters. So so our characters are Dino who has a stylish kerchief tied around his oh. neck for the entire movie. Mm-mm-mm. I hate him the most. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Paul Hadley, oh, wow. but we call him Doc. Doc yep. Hadley, who is... And he's a doctor. He, and he's a doctor and has a mustache. No discernible medical skills. No. Well, he's not that kind of... He's not a medical doctor, I think. I think He maybe knows how to a, look at a hand and say, you'll be okay. It's a PhD. It's an honorary degree. Uh, there's Mark, uh, although I, I never remember his name, and I just consider I just, him Beardy. Beardy. Yeah. Beardy will do. Beardy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Good. You're with me, Tony. It's Beardy. I, yeah, I, I know how to Frankenstein Island. <laughs> <laughs> do you even Frankenstein Island? And there's Kurt or Curtis... 
who who we I know is the curly haired guy who pretends to be a preacher on the beach because it's wacky hijinks time and says you are a sinner you are a sinner and then <laughs> we, we can no agree that he's the worst he's right? the worst I mean, yeah. Kurt's the worst yes Kurt is because the worst. literally they just washed up on the beach after surviving a balloon wreck and he's like this is time for my comedy routine and uh-huh. to introduce myself to the viewers of the movie does he have a neckerchief if he doesn't he's not the worst <laughs> no no Mark is the worst but Beardy is the worst I Beardy is the worst interesting okay yeah. so yeah. Well, I refer to these just... four characters Fred, oh. Velma, Daphne, and Shaggy because yeah. this is more or less Scooby Doo. Oh, oh. But that that means that, oh, me, that means a Melvin is Scooby Doo. That's Absolutely. great. Right, right. You broke the code. Oh man, well done, Steve. Well done. You can work out for yourself which which is which, but uh, my thinking is <laughs> Doc is definitely Fred. He's the Fred of the group. Yeah. Velma is Mark. He's got a lot on the ball. Uh, you know, it's tough because the ascot might indicate Daphne, but I don't think so. I think he's more of the shaggy because he spends more time with Melvin. Yeah, but but the comedy guy, the hijinks guy, that's very shaggy. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's more of a Daphne for me. So as Bullwerch points out in the chat room, that makes you scrappy, Steve? Well, I like to think so. Are you young and hungry as well? I was thinking that. I don't think you can call it a, an ascot because it really is more like a handkerchief that's been tied around his neck. No, it's almost like it's pasted there. It doesn't move. A neckerchief. Yeah, yeah. It is a neckerchief. That's it. That's it. Grab hold of it and twist just a little. And then... I know, and that would be the end of Dino, but alas. So they go. Uh, they leave the beach because they weren't on the beach very long. To They only shot a couple scenes down on the beach. And they throw the, they only they, had half they, an hour on the beach. They throw the, the raft away because they're hoping they can build a raft. <sighs> infuriating it doesn't fit in the cave they can't bring it with them <laughs> um and they enter a cave and they begin their their uh their important trek inland in, into frankenstein island while in the cave there's a cutaway of a snake again we won't see that snake again <laughs> but it's nice that there's a snake uh, we might see that snake yes. we might it's possible there are snakes in this movie it's like watching survivor where there will be an insert shot of an animal that you're meant to believe could be on the same continent as our main character <laughs> no you're exactly <laughs> we right have, we also have our first uh, tyler durden style john carradine yes there's uh, a blinking cameo. appearance oh. of john carradine who is who is uh, his head appears kind of floating in the cave momentarily and also a cutting away to a mysterious blinking <laughs> box that yes. we, that is probably totally important for later I, I thought that was the pain box wasn't that the pain broadcasting box uh, it's unclear okay. We see that box again later. Um, but th- so you get the sense that in something a weird place. is happening here. Yes, yes, in a different place. That box does turn up later in a different place, yes. being polished by a creepy-looking man. And uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll get there later. So they leave the cave, and now they are in the uh, deep inland in California. No, no, basically, wait, wait, wait. Here, the cave. The cave was beautifully lit. Let's just remember oh. this utter pitch black. They it's had dark. no flashlight. They had no torches. They had no matches, and it was beautifully lit as they walked through this cave set. Yep. It was perfect. Yeah. No one gives any thought about the lighting in this movie exactly yes (laughs) there's a scene where they're just standing underneath the tree there's bright light near them Eh, everybody's kind of half in shadow it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah it's expertly made Uh, okay so now that now they're out in uh in the inland of the island which definitely is a a dry uh inland california sort of location there's plenty of wood for a raft here they they exclaim thank goodness dead trees are buoyant too trees are buoyant (laughs) He's never said the word aloud before. Not buoyant, buoyant. Buoyant, sure. Buoyant. He really pronounces buoyant. the hell out of that word. It reminds one of them of uh, Philadelphia, and as he says Philadelphia, he goes, Arg! And his ar- clutches his right forearm <laughs> as a video game sound effect appears in the background. <laughs> Be-wee! 
So I'm going to say this was the moment when I was, I was locked in. I was like, you know, a lot, a lot of, yeah, that was it. A lot of bad movies, uh, waste, waste your time. There's, there's a lot of filler, but this is like, no, we have a crazy telepathic pain ray and then there's going to be Amazons. Like we are not wasting time. We don't have time for this. No, this is Frankenstein's Island. I figured he was either a secret robot or he was being converted into being a robot Interesting. by some beam. I did also suspect secret robot. Yeah, but it turns out uh, it, but it, I feel like it's just the a, doctor would it's say It's just a telepathic thing that if you say out loud oh, yeah. the name <laughs> of a location in the outside world, Jason, your arm is paralyzed. Telepathy. Like telepathy. Telepathy would affect your head. This is like telepathy. Yeah, it's like out loud. It's only it's, if you speak uh, yeah. it aloud. Um, so it's that, geotelepathy. Yeah, there's mi- there's microphones, and then the pain rays happen. The power that paralyzes the arm. Have we gotten to the woman tied between no, two well, trees? No, well, that, that's yeah, the, when that, they discover that, a girl shaped hammock strung between two trees. Indeed, <laughs> and they're they're not interested in cutting her down. They're no concern about her. <laughs> they're, well, they're disturbed by it, but they make no effort to help her. I think they're more disturbed by the skeletons hanging out around her. There are well, well there's skulls. a cutaway to a skull skeletons. that again is unclear if it's anywhere near them or not. But there is one. Yeah, in a series of cutaways, as Monty said, kind of like survivor where it's completely unconnected to anything but there's apparently a skull uh somewhere that's not even a good fake skull it's a rubber mask that you would wear to look like a skeleton yeah. monty what this movie lacks in quality of skulls it makes up for in quantity of skulls or the same skull placed over and over again <laughs> yes. it has yes. like three skulls but they're in every shot. every shot every time they move the camera somebody had to move the skulls over there whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you you're like you want one of those fancy four skull movies go somewhere else this is right yeah. island yeah although that true. does not stop dino like an hour later from noticing one of the skulls and jumping slightly that's like, true <laughs> it's the first time he's noticed it's not no. very bright dino uh okay but this is where we meet uh there are a lot of white as i wrote down white girls in leopard skin bikinis appear they are the natives of frankenstein island yes, now we get to the real we're, point of this mm-hmm. film we're very uninterested they they seem so lackadaisical you wonder if they're drugged or mute and then they speak english perfectly yes uh, you are pretty seem unclear as though they are drugged or mute yeah <laughs> and also like they're extremely fair-skinned and have relatively well-fashioned hair for people who seem to live in huts it's true True. I'm not going to point out all of the logical inconsistencies. <laughs> well, I'm going to. Just the hair-based ones. This next scene bothered me deeply because they're preparing meat. We don't know where they got the meat, maybe from the leopards. But yeah. then Melvin mm-hmm. is now, missing. Glenn, when you say Melvin they're preparing is... meat, do you mean the, the top half-only sponge bath they give to two of the guys? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, that they do action. rub down two guys. Two of the guys are, have taken their shirts off but still are in their khakis, and they're being rubbed down by the girls. After, after being told, you are pretty... You're pretty. Come with us, um, which is not wish fulfillment at all. Uh, Monty, did you have some very specific uh, reality checks that you wanted to perform right now? <laughs> yes. The girls cannot decide how terrified they are of stuff. Yes. Half the time, they're completely casual. Oh, what happened over there? Eh, they capture us sometimes for scientific experiments. Yeah. It's fine. Or, eh, that guy's <laughs> screaming in pain in his arm. Whatever. Let's go over here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're completely terrified from everything that happens and they're screaming in terror but these are girls that somehow skinned leopards with their bare hands yep and where did all these skulls come from monty what you don't see is that there's a joanne's fabric uh, about a half mile away <laughs> I got a dog question i want to come back to the dog they got a pot full of meat they got a pot full of meat and there's no melvin and my notes say oh my god are they cooking the dog mm. like exactly is this actually gonna be a horror film i thought is it it's not a horror film really but it's just it's horrible. no uh, isn't it isn't it isn't it <laughs> 
But I have it? notes. Throughout. Then I'm like, oh, thank. I have a note later that says, oh, thank God, there's the dog. Because I was like, oh, he came back. I should have just been an actor. We see an animal roasting on a spit, and then immediately Dino is searching for Melvin, and that just yeah, yeah. signals. <laughs> I, like, oh. I think Dino was worried that it might be Melvin too, but it's fine. Melvin is fine. Well, this is just the first sign that Melvin is a real scamp. Well, the second sign, because he did pee on that seaweed earlier. Uh-huh. But Melvin, he gets up to all sorts of trouble. And <laughs> he he's does. always disappearing. And Dino spends half the movie just looking for Melvin looking for and calling Melvin. for him. It's true. Uh, in addition to ru- the, the scene where they rub down the shirtless guys uh, in, while, uh, while they're still in their khakis. I'd almost rather they roasted the dog, frankly. <laughs> also, appar- <laughs> apparently unconnected scene that they shot somewhere else where there's a uh, one of the girls is doing a dance with a snake. Yeah. To which the guys say, that's the weird weirdest thing i've ever seen <laughs> dance is a strong word yeah she, she <laughs> undulations it's like a snake dance it's like a little belly i just dance i want to do a quick poll of incomparable people okay weirdest thing you've ever seen lady dancing kind of weirdly with snake or hammock made of woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah Fair. it's not hammock even like a snake too it's, I don't a, know, garter snake. Seem it's like a garter snake yeah <laughs> all right just checking in yeah, they're doing a, sort of a spastic dance of some sort while the men folk feast and drink from coconuts and ogle disconcertingly and this goes there on for like six hours it's very long and my time. question is what what is it about the presence of frankenstein that inspires butt parties to break out because we had a long long <laughs> oh, shot yeah. is, it it booty. is it the is it the presence of frankenstein or is it the presence of the 1960s and 70s i think i think it's, it's uh, a little of both yeah maybe a little from column a a little from column b i yeah, think well, this was in the fifties. One of the nicest, uh, one of the nicest things, one of the the artful choices that Jerry Warren, the director, makes in Frankenstein <laughs> Island, is extremely long sections where nobody says anything. Or does anything. <laughs> yes, that's yes. as close as we can get to the movie not being on. There's a lot of walking around. <laughs> There's a lot of silent you know, walking dialogue around. Dialogue is used sparsely and for specific mm-hmm. effect. I, I yes. know. It's it's sort of like a little it's a little bit of the, the French New Wave and a little bit of Roger Corman. Yeah. Mm. I, I appreciate that. And a little bit high school science project. Uh. There's a moment later in the movie where they say, uh, oh, where are you located? Oh, not far from here. And then they continue to walk for about five minutes. And I thought, okay, I thought not long from here was just a device. But no, they're warming up for showing us the entire walk to that place. Yes. And it was infuriating to actually have that written in the script when they could have just shown it to us because they did. Show, don't tell. That's how films work. Not that, that's not how this works. And yeah, there's an awful lot of people just tiptoeing around in fields in this mm-hmm. movie, which, which is, I think, that really reinforces the Scooby-Doo feel for me. <laughs> it did not reinforce the island feel for me, because we see an awful lot of landscape in the background. In that there. we do, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very I, large I almost feel like island. I see like a vineyard on the hills mm-hmm. in the background. Derek Savage's house somewhere back there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they drink out of coconut cups, which yes, again yes. makes us ask the question: Where are the coconut trees for that? It's a very Gilligan's Island kind of thing. Yeah, they, first they killed all the the, the uh, jaguars, uh, the leopards, and I did not speak out because I was not a leopard. Well, yeah, and then all they could do was <laughs> the coconuts. <laughs> and they, then all they had to eat was coconuts. They killed all the coconut trees, and well, you did not speak out. I said nothing because I enjoy coconut. coconut water. As a coconut and once hit, hit me in the head a, and gave me amnesia. Mm-hmm. There's actually a prop store around the hill. It's they're working on the snakes and tarantulas, and I bet you guys are still not going to say anything i mean i know this movie is cheaply made but the plastic bottle pouring that did get to me that in the middle of all the other stuff they just uh, just openly had a plastic bottle they were filling the coconuts from yeah i I don't know they washed ashore maybe maybe. have something here because we are treated to several scenes of them sort of waving their hands and making the snakes and spiders crawl around Mm -hmm. towards them Uh, i think spiders in a similar fashion i think you mean spider stock footage (laughs) there's at least one real spider 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 in the movie yeah yeah ladies holding the snake 
personally, I don't like spiders or snakes. And, and we are treated here to mm-hmm. one to a, a close up <laughs> on uh, one of the dancers' butts, interspersed with shots of a coiled snake gradually stretching out to full length, which I find <laughs> a little surprising in this film. You don't got to be Fellini. And then the snake slinks up, and the dance stops. So Doctor Snake <laughs> comes in and demands that the dance stop. So mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of power he has over the woman, but <laughs> later on in the movie, there's a woman who is like practicing her DJ skills over two tarantulas and they're dancing around with her so i don't know what power they have over the animals or what power the animals have over them it's very confusing it doesn't make much sense the uh bongo drum dance complete uh we we hear a uh a reference to somebody else mentions kansas city oh my arm the power that paralyzes my arm we start to learn that it must be the mentioning of american cities that caused the arm thing to happen uh so what happens next they walk a lot there are a lot more. There's much more walking. Uh, we see some shots. We get some interspersed shots of skulls or I or, or candles in the shape of a skull. I thought that some of them were looked like they were more like skull candles. Uh, and we get a cutaway shot of a spider again. Stock footage of spiders just to make it a little uh, a little uh, more threatening. But now we get to the real heart of the the drama of Frankenstein Island. The real mystery meat, if you will. One of the girls is uh is uh, there's a kidnap attempt on one of the girls by a, a guy a guy a wearing, dock worker a dock it's worker a hamburglar it's a guy with blue jeans y- you can see his underpants and he's wearing a longshoreman's hat and he tries to take her but is run off um, it's, uh, it's tony clifton it's an andy kaufman uh you know alter ego it's tony clifton trying to kidnap that's where he went to it was old man jenkins and he would have gotten away mm-hmm. with it if it hadn't been for those meddling kids he is just not very intimidating you're missing the best part of that scene as well when they come by he's hiding behind the tree the same direction they're coming yes. in. They would have seen they him when seen he popped him. out. <laughs> yeah, and then after he runs off, she's like, no, don't chase him. Chase him? He's 10 feet away and crawling. <laughs> and crawling, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still in the shot. I love that you can see his his, his tidy whitey is riding up on his on his blue jeans. Um, Those uh, are held out surprisingly well for 17-year-old underwear. And uh, I'm impressed by the, um, by the, 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 there's a line of dialogue here where one of the girls says, oh, that's Zyred, he's always attempting to take one of us. He tries this often, but he's programmed to weaken. Okay, he's programmed to weaken. Of course he is. Of course he's programmed to weaken. Why wouldn't you program him to weaken when he kidnaps people? Can't think of a reason. This is very confusing. They're so casual about being regularly raided for scientific experimentation. <laughs> this this is where the movie gets extremely confusing, and yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. if only there were, say, two crusty pirates to show up and really mm. shine a light on things. Oh. Interesting. Are we getting close to my favorite character? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so, uh, we, they were part of a ship's crew, normal until being experimented on, and this is the point where we meet... The greatest character in Frankenstein <laughs> Island. His name is Jocko. Oh, I was so worried you were going to say the other. He's pirate. in a no, good so mood. Worried. No, no. There's also Mr. Beardy, but uh, he's his name is Jocko. He he drinks a lot of rum. He is always drunk, and all he does is laugh. laugh. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he is so happy. Oh man, I can't be mad at him. He, he just brightens the room every time he comes I know. in. He is trapped on Frankenstein's island, and he has found a way to yes. find like in a the light bottom of a bottle. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot we can learn from him. This was the moment when I got the Manos Hands of Fate vibe going on too, where I was like, "This guy is the closest to the Manos character." <laughs> well, yeah, the old guy seems like an like an aged Torgo because he's got the stick. Yeah, and he walks yeah. like he's got a load in his pants, just like Torgo. <laughs> Yeah, this guy has more energy than all of Manos put together. Just this one. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so my um, 
I have to admit, uh, my my one of my text message tones on my phone for the last ten years has been Jocko <laughs> laughing because it's just the best. It's the best. Wow. <laughs> and you mocked me for jumping Jupiter. I know it's so aggressive too. Oh, this is also uh, so we we there these, these are these what what somebody say? There's a couple of aged pirates. Uh, I think I call them crusty. Yes, crusty, crusty pirates. pirates. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, this is also where we see the um we we learn that the girls uh, are really deep into witchcraft and also smoking out of skull a skull bong. Which we see. Yes. <laughs> Clearly a skull ball. Yeah. That mm-hmm. somebody just brought. Yes. I enjoy all of the scenes uh, with the Amazons in their camp are always set at night, uh-huh. uh, which allows us to show the passage of time, but also is clearly like the campsite is really crappy and we can only show it at night with darkness uh-huh. obscuring most of it. And <laughs> so we only like, had all the girls for the one night. So yeah. we had to shoot it all that the night. The campsite with the uh, fronds stapled on loosely on the outside of the wood. It's true. We also learned at this point that there are many more of the longshoremen guys with the black beanies and the, and the jeans around, and they all look like somebody. I think I spot Tom Petty. Uh, Stan Lee turns up at one uh-huh. point. Father Guido Sarducci is there like three times. Swifty Lazar. Swifty Lazar is the one that I like. Or or if you like a kind of misshapen Larry Bud, Bud Melman. But he looks more like Swifty Lazar. Uh, if you, the glasses. Yeah, the, gla- the big giant glasses and the big cheeks and he's yeah. bald. But yeah, these are the, all... The guy I, with the mushy face? I, the preferred, yes. The preferred, the, the preferred terminology for these guys is these are the lackeys of Frankenstein Island. The, the, the longshoremen lackeys of Frankenstein Island. The goons. But they have no blood, you see. They have so. no blood. You, have to, you can just cut them in half with a machine gun. That seems strangely specific. The only way. Um, if this were a Gilbert and Sullivan musical, it would end with all the longshoremen marrying all of the girls in bikinis. I know. Wouldn't that be great? No, it would not. It would be terrible. Oh, oh I want to see the Gilbert and Sullivan version now. They're deep into witchcraft. So because they're smoking from the skull bong, they're deep into witchcraft. <laughs> One of them comments, that really throws your travel p- plans in reverse. I don't know what that means. Um, and they and they realize th- now why the power hits them when you say someplace that's not here. And to do to to demonstrate it, they they trick. Is it Kurt into saying? Or Dino. no, it's Dino. They trick trick Dino. Dino into saying about that football game he played. And he says, "Oh yeah, against Miami." Oh my arm! And the arm goes again. It's the cheapest special effect in the whole movie because all you have to do is one of your actors has to go, "Oh my arm!" And that's it. That's the whole thing. They dub in Eat a little it, sound Nino. effect. But now that they've it's worked brilliant. it out, they don't all have to gather around and hold his arm while he screams. So that's <laughs> no, nice. It'll pass. We've gotten over that. No, also they're just laughing at Dino because they made <laughs> him say Miami. Yeah, nobody likes Dino. No, not really. <laughs> it's not it's really. the scarf. It's off-putting. Mm-hmm. Very off-putting. It is. <laughs> so um, so the, uh, the uh, beardy guy it, talks to them. And uh, and says, we have no secrets. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Whatever that means. What's the opposite of that? I don't know. Jocko laughs a lot. Uh, we see another longshoreman lackey. There's a cutaway again to that box with the blinking light for no apparent beep, reason. Beep, beep, beep. They're told that they can't, they're not allowed to go into the main house on the island yet. Um, so they very, very, very slowly walk through the night. <sighs> Uh, across the island to a place where uh, where Jocko and the beardy guy apparently live. There's a jail cell there. They, they're, they're brought food that they don't believe is edible. Even though they ate the meat that the Amazons gave them. Right. That well, great line where, the, guys, where uh, the, the doc says, oh, it's probably fine. It's, it's, probably, fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. Whatever. And then they leave it and they... St- 
Doc they has still given don't up. Eat it. They walk away. He's already given up. At this point, up. we're in uh, year three of Lost, where we know there yes. are scientific experiments on the island, and we've been told somebody over here can explain it, but you can't talk to him. You can't yet. talk to them yet. That's right. That's right. Mm. But you remember that Komodo dragon in season one? Mm. <laughs> I haven't heard about that thing in a while. That was weird. That was weird. But but hey, there's a new character now. It's a uh, an old sailor who is now laying in a cell, and it's played by Cameron Mitchell, one of the actual uh, like well known actors who is in this film. Uh, and he is he's playing Clay Jason, who is a he he was a captain of a schooner uh, shipwrecked on the island uh, long ago, and he's completely batty. He's convinced that. Edgar Allan Poe wrote his poems about himself and his dear wife Lenore, who was lost in the uh, in the ocean waves. Uh, also, while we meet him, there's a, a cutaway to a skeleton with a with a knife in its eye. That it's unclear where that is or if it's in the same movie. That shot is n- yes, yes, that like shot a, is like not a, in the TV edit because that's disturbing. Did they did they bring one on the ship with them? You just keep like a prisoner around in case yeah. you need one for some reason. I think it was on the island. They found it on it's the, the island. Law of the sea. The leopards wore it. I don't know. I just I appreciate the design of the shed. That's like it's built like a zoo cage, where instead of just having a exactly. shed that we lock them in, it's a shed that you can go in that has like a full like you know wall of bars. Yeah. Even though the rest of the shed is made of wood, that probably <laughs> would be a lot easier for him to break in and out of than the so bars. It also seems like it would be fairly simple to overcome the crusty old pirate that comes in and sticks a needle. Well, in his he is. I mean, he is being drained of blood. So survival tip number three: hold on to all your blood. Um, don't give it to any pirates. He must be very old if he thinks Poe based his stories on him. Well, he says something about how it's like, I think he knew somehow, it's it's phrased in a kind of insane way, like like Poe was prefiguring the life of Clay Jason. Although you do wonder if perhaps he's been there for hundreds of years, uh, and it's this magical, mystical time portal island. Again, the lost parallel is very strong, but I think he's just a nut job at this point. Um, this Jason reminds me of our Jason in that I imagine that's how he edits our episodes. I like that Cameron Mitchell chose to tell us so much about his about his character just by spitting throughout the entire yes. speech. We mm-hmm. learn more about Jason than we learn about any of our protagonists. It's true. Jason has a backstory. Mm-hmm. The other the other guys just showed up. It's true. Well, yeah, but Dino yeah. has that cool neckerchief. So what do you that want? That is not a backstory. That is a neckerchief. <laughs> well, he, well, the backstory is that he had to choose to be a guy with a neckerchief. He had to buy a neckerchief. He had to choose the right one. He had to put it on. He had to choose to go in and have fun ballooning. And he had to survive I, a balloon crash. That's his I backstory, think you're Tony. you're a fashion story with a backstory. I, I respect your reading of Frankenstein's Island, but that's not in the text. <laughs> what what I what I have in my head canon is, what is the neckerchief hiding? Ah. Uh, his, his his head is actually stitched on to his neck or by he's Dr. Got giant vampire wounds in his neck. Yeah. yeah. All right. Think about it. Think about or it. Or bolts. He may I just think, have I think bolts. we can assume based on Cameron Mitchell's backstory that the island goons also came uh, ashore with him in the ship. That could be. That could be. I mean they are all dressed as longshoremen, so I sort of figure they're the crew. They're all from from well, the frigate. Um They seem slightly more modern dressed than him. He he seemed Aren't longshoremen on the shore? Yeah, it's just in the name, Monty. These guys are on the shore. You don't dress your crew identically all the way down to the sunglasses. That's just confusing. It's very confusing. They're they're sensitive to light, Monty. That's why they wear the sunglasses. (laughs) Also, because we could only afford one pair of terrible contact lenses for their weird eyes. So they have to wear the sunglasses the rest of the time to cover that. Anyway, we're getting away from the important parts of the plot. Clay Clay Jason says, they keep taking taking my blood. (laughs) 
I give them corpuscles enough to fill a frigate. I believe the line is Mr. Beardy comes in to uh, to with a big hypodermic needle that we'll see repeatedly because they only had the one to take more uh, to either give him uh, give him drugs or to take more blood. Who knows? He claims that it's to sedate him. Uh, that it appears that the crusty old pirate sticks the needle directly well, hey, into the top of Cameron Mitchell's head. Yeah, that's, that's a powerful disturbing. way to sedate. That's somebody. where all the blood is, Steve. <laughs> that's that's right. where the blood that's, resides oh, is that in where the it head. Is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he spends most of his time his when head he's blood. not on screen doing a handstand. So, Steve, trust me, you lose ninety percent of your blood through your head <laughs> when a pirate stabs a needle. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. But it doesn't matter because the good news, everyone, your request has been granted. You get to go up to the big house and meet the proprietor of Frankenstein Island. Smash cut to <laughs> proprietor of Frankenstein Island. It is one of the most amazing characters in this film. <laughs> Sheila Frankenstein. Yes, that's right. Sheila Frankenstein. Great, great granddaughter of Dr. Frankenstein. She is a, a lady wear, dressed all in black wearing a bright white wig. It's a wig, a very folks. Confusing uh, it's wig. a wig. Is it, is a wig it, on her neck. It's a yeah, neck Jason, wig. is it one wig? It's, <laughs> it's a necker wig. It's two wigs. <laughs> Maybe multiple wigs. Uh, it's a two-piece wig. Mm-hmm. The thing on the back of her neck is a regular wig meant to be on the top of her head. <laughs> yeah, the two. she's wearing two things that have nothing in common. It's a Frankenstein mullet. Business in the front, perm in the back. <laughs> Can I ask a question? The actress in this role, she's spoken to other human beings before, right? She's uh, actually no. Had oh, There's no evidence of that in the text, Tony would tell you. That's, nope, that's she's ever, canon. I, I was confused about that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I prefer a literal reading of Frankenstein's Island. She so. has a hard time with dialogue. <laughs> well, that's because her dialogue is stuff like, I'm Sheila Frankenstein, but actually it's Van Helsing. I don't like my married name. And you are left to guess which is which. I don't prefer my married name. Yeah. What, what are you talking Which married name? I, Van Helsing's her married name uh, because she is the, the descendant of Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, but she goes by Frankenstein. there's some cousin business going on. We don't know. Why I, bring up the Van Helsing part then? Just tell me what name you want me Van, to call you. Why, because we you have know, to point out that we're making another reference to a classic monster. Yes. And then there are, are vampires we, later. Not really, but there are We meet Van Helsing later. Uh, so the, this actress, by the way, uh, it, and I use the term loosely because she is really not very good at <laughs> any dialogue you. at all, is actually had a career as a continuity coordinator for animated TV series and uh, seems to have worked in animation for 10 or 15 years. Um, But this was one of her rare acting roles. She also appeared, by the way, in Bikini Summer and The Wild World of Batwoman, also directed by Jerry Warren. And that's that's an MST3K number. That Uh, it is. But uh, also the same director, Jerry Warren. Uh, so Sheila Frankenstein, she is something. She her dialogue is mysterious. She explains a little bit about her backstory. She married von Helsing. Apparently, her great grandfather is Doctor Frankenstein. He invented the power that paralyzes the arm. Ah, now we know that's John Carradine. <laughs> that's who who we got a glimpse of. We see a picture of him. It's John yes. Carradine as Doctor Frankenstein, and she says, "My husband channels him." And so from from beyond the grave, Doctor Frankenstein still controls this island. And in fact, Beardy says that at this point being dead no, is no problem in fact it's just the opposite he's really again, into opposites again, really it's opposites. It's can i also day. i just i i you know the, the, i found this a little confusing <laughs> because it seemed like if anybody <laughs> well, would be able to channel dr frankenstein wouldn't it be his descendant and not 
the husband of his descendant? Well, Dr. Van Helsing was the assistant to Frankenstein. Yeah, he's 200 years old. From- okay, so the assistant has magic powers, but the, that has nothing to do with They have with a tight blood. bond that uh, okay, the, connects the them across the uh, across the Mad scientist uh, yeah. assistant. It's like having Igor help you. Yeah. Okay. It's great that we know who came up with the uh, arm-paralyzing thing, it, but <laughs> I think he has why a you would want to do that, that's left as an exercise for the viewer. Yeah. Well, it's obvious, Steve. Steve. let me tell you, they're on an island full of scantily clad Amazons. Would you not want them to have full use of their right arm? I didn't think so. I don't know what that yeah. means. It just uh, reminds me of that time back in back in Seattle when... Oh, oh, oh! oh. Uh, <laughs> They just don't want you to do the thinking of uh, cities in the United States while you're using your right arm for some reason. Yeah. People kept talking about cities while they were trying to do science. He's like, that does it. I'm shutting this down. That's it. <laughs> Stop saying Miami over It'll there. It'll be a bit of a detour from my important research, but it's I have to. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Sheila Push me to the break is break. impressed by our four balloonists. I don't know why. And says, you could even, uh, <laughs> you, you, you seem to have good genes. You can impregnate the girls. Interesting offer. What? <laughs> uh, but the lackeys... But, who get in the way at, at one point. And she says, get get out of my way. Get, move aside, you. Uh, th- she says, they're programmed to be perfect guards. We've made elaborate changes to them. They have no bloodstream. They have to be cut in half with a machine gun, but they also, their <laughs> eyes are sensitive to light. And then she takes them on a tour <laughs> of their lab. So it totally Welcome makes sense. Welcome to Exposition Island. So, yes. Are the are the guards the worst zombies you guys have ever seen in a movie? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, just checking if there was a worse yeah. zombie because that, that would be that would be impressive. Well, they're bar- they're barely zombies, but they are. They're zombie ass. They're clearly like they're clearly you know these would be zombies if we had yeah. the budget for them. Instead, they're guys in hats. Yes, I thought we were going to so. find at this point that the Frankenstein Island caps. was a blue jean factory and a leopard yes. fabric factory. <laughs> yes. and that was actually the the goal of all this because they have so many you know blue jeans and leopard print fabrics available. The longshoreman sweaters, the blue jeans, and the little ca- stocking yeah, yeah, caps. It's like, a, it's like a clothing manufacturing island. Like, yeah, uh, it's a sweatshop. Aviator glasses. glasses. Yeah. yeah, they also churn out those aviators. Yep. Oh, you're right. They That's do. Right. They and do. You're right. Because they're sensitive to light, Steve. Come on. The whole line. Sure. Uh, so she get, takes them on a tour of the lab. Uh, Doc I is very impressed. He says, uh, he, it is the it is like a stereotypical uh, oh. bad movie science fiction lab. It's got it's got those yes. uh it's got those uh those Jacob's ladders. Yeah. It's got like four Jacob's ladders. Everywhere you look, there's a Jacob's it's ladder. Got, it's got beakers with colored water in them, like on a Star yeah, Trek all episode. Bubbling through tubes. It's got Spencer's Gifts lightning machines. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's got a um, shirtless mannequin leaning against the wall, which you have Brian, to have in your lab. It has a brain Brian, where do you think Spencer gets them from? He goes to Frankenstein's Island Frank and gets a ship. <laughs> then he goes back. It's got a meaningless chart on the wall. Our best researchers haven't even dreamed of this. It's a land. It's been. It turns out a landing site for an advanced civilization. So I guess aliens were involved somehow. It's crazy that it took aliens to come up with the idea of painting a metal lunchbox pink and nailing it <laughs> to a table where it could spin freely. It's more of an ammo box than a lunchbox, but yes, it is. It is. That's one of the machines. Is it meant to be levitating? Because it is clearly not. No, I, I don't think so. I think be. it's just spinning just diagonally in an interesting way. The spinning ammo <laughs> box. It's a. It's just a feature of Frankenstein Island. We meet. Uh, oh, and the brain again. A brain in a Tupperware or on a lunch tray, depending on how you want to describe it. But there's a these, or at least the top half of a brain is there because you know it is not a very convincing looking brain. It more looks, looks more like a proto hammer, sort of a Jello brain. Yeah, it looks like somebody brain. made a, a Jello mold brain and only filled it halfway up, and it sort of <laughs> melted a little before they got it out under the glass. 
If it was fake, it would look more like a brain. I think what they did is get an actual sheep's brain and then uh, do nothing to maintain it, so it just kind of flopped down like that. Oh, my God, maybe it's Melvin's brain. <gasps> oh, no, 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 the smartest character in the movie is dead. He's okay. Melvin's okay. Oh, thank God. Um, uh, so, do you know, so, go find Melvin. So we meet Dr. Von Helsing. He's very old. He's 200 years old. There can be only one. And then some extremely strange things happen. What? I was saying the actor decided to, he said, I will only do this role if I can be in can bed, be in the, bed the whole thing. time. This is a great done oh, yeah. sign here. Also, I demand a still picture of John Carradine on the bedside table. <laughs> John right. Carradine just wanted to be an entirely different set. It's the same. Actually, it's the same demand John Carradine made in the Ice Pirates where he's in bed the oh, entire yeah. movie. Um, in this also, yes, there's a picture of Dr. Frankenstein, John Carradine on his, on a table in his hospital bed facing out toward the camera. So nobody else in the scene can see it, but the camera can see it, so we can see it. Isn't that thoughtful of them to face it out? Well, you have to know what Dr. Frankenstein looks like, so you'll have some clue what's yeah. going on when he appears yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. This uh, is visual it, exposition. Now it all makes sense to me. I look forward to having a clue what something means. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, there we see we see the Jacob's ladders. Then suddenly there are weird video game sounds, and I'm not kidding. They're totally <laughs> video game sounds. Lab assistant Brian Eno comes in. John Carradine appears. And we get the first of our wonderful dialogue, which is, oh, ye disciples of the golden thread, I have the, the power. the 12 lines first. And the 12, 12 lines and the golden thread. I have the power. The power. The power. The power. Sorry, the, the power. Oh, the, the power. power. The power. The power. The power. The power. The power shall be yours. Oh, ye shall have the power. The power. The power. Jason. If I wasn't paying super close attention during that scene, would it be possible for John Carradine to do his lines again later? Yes. So that I can catch up? Yes, he will yes. He will be back. <laughs> Tony, is it okay if he riffs on them slightly and changes them a could, little bit the next time? Could, could I also see John Carradine being given direction and looking at a director as part of the movie? <laughs> yeah. I'd really sure, like to see sure. that. We can, we can do that. It may, it may be. The girls are dancing around. We see the girls outside. They're dancing with the flames. Carradine appears. Ye shall have the power again. The power, the power, the power. And the then power. one of the two most fascinating and bizarre things in this, in this movie. Um, we see the lackeys. Um, they, yes. ha- they mix some potions, the longshoreman lackeys. Uh-huh. They mix some potions uh-huh. of colored, colored water so and, and some beakers. They take Apparently a plastic. find the secret cause of life. They take a plastic Halloween pitchfork trident yes, yes. from the drugstore from the like, <laughs> you can almost see the tag on it. uh video game sounds are playing during all of this we see a pit that, that picture of dr frankenstein a skull yes. is superimposed on john carradine's face flames appear in a ring around it and all all again all the while video game listeners I'm going to tell you, this scene is not in the TV edit. If you oh. get to this point in Frankenstein's Island and you do not have this scene, stop. Because if you you're doing it. Frankenstein's Island the wrong way, th- why Why are you even yeah. here? You so gotta, turn off your television Jason, that tubes. sounds really strange, but what would really be strange is if that, that picture of John Carradine was taped to the back of a Buddha statue for some reason. Uh, that yes. would be really crazy. It is, t- it is taped to the back of a Buddha statue. We see the what? back of Buddha's head. Oh my God, it's that true. is crazy. And the flames. This is where appear. I uh, came up with a new name for the film, which was Plan 9 from Outer Frankenstein. <laughs> I thought that might work to kind of encapsulate the Keith, the Carradine, you know, not being actually in the movie, the whole bit, just sort of hit that, gelled at that point. Is this where one of the bikini girls turns out to be able to breathe fire? Yes, yes. the fire dance scene yes. happens in yeah, here. Yeah, Somebody had a skill. <laughs> 
<laughs> the music, and I hesitate to call it that over this scene and a few of the other scenes, is so video game-esque that I spent like 20 minutes just trying <laughs> to figure out if it was from a game that I recall. Because it, it literally sounds like something straight out of Pac-Man, which was 1981, but it's not. But I feel like somewhere they somebody pulled it had, out of some public domain video game. <laughs> somebody had a kid synthesizer and actually It's amazing. Or, or a computer. I had a, actually, I had a computer at that period of time that could produce tones like that. So somebody had a cheap computer and programmed it to make weird tones. This is the sound of somebody trying to make free collect calls. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, feels, it feels like this is like the, there are these two 10-second moments because there's one later where I feel like there's another movie, another deeply weirder movie trying to get out of Frankenstein <laughs> Island and just not being able to. It's like it tries oh, and it's like, yeah, forget it. I give Jason, up. Jason, j- just, like, just like our protagonist, the movie is stuck in Frankenstein Island. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. It, it is kind of a hallmark of Jerry Warren's career. Mm. Okay. I've been mesmerized by this gift for the past two minutes straight. I can't look away. Did we skip over the sports? Have no, the no, sports no, no. Yeah, we're going to that. They, they take a tour and uh, of the gardens. It's daytime again now for some reason, <laughs> a passage of time. And it, and it says, oh, you like sports. You, lo- you want some sports? We go to sports. They're right over there. <laughs> All the sports. They're right over there. <laughs> <laughs> and My what are the sports, the Steve? Everybody, what, what sport do we find? Zombies. Who's wrestling with each other? Walking. Well, really, they're just I, circling each other. Menacing. I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. several things it's about MMA. this MMA. It's early MMA. It's not really, you know, it's like ultimate ultimate not fighting league. Also, there's a naked dude marinating in a bathtub. Well, yeah, you have to slow and steady to keep him embalmed. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that some sort of weird, like, side bet thing that's going on? The naked dude in the tub? Or is that completely unrelated to the goon rascal? It's unrelated. That's a reoccurring part of the story that is never resolved. <laughs> MMA means mixed martial arts. That means all martial arts at once. This has no martial arts at <laughs> NMA. once. MMA. So, Okay. <laughs> Anime. The longshoremen are, are brawling by not fighting, just circling each other. And that is sports on Frankenstein Island, folks. I like in this scene that's set during the day how cheap everything really looks. It uh, really sells it. Like like the sheds that have the leaves like stapled to them to make them look uh, more like huts. And it's like, that's just a shed. <laughs> like that, that really, I appreciate that. I also appreciate that Curtis, who's my least favorite, chooses the moment when he is surrounded by zombies and is literally watching zombies fight to ask Jacko, like, what's oh, the deal with the lost oh, eye? That's the be- oh, this is the best line in the entire yeah. movie. So, yes, they're, they're fighting. It's a spectacle. And this is when the dude says, hey, Jocko, how'd you lose the eye? And Jocko, who's, who's, who's facing away from us so we can't see what's under his eye patch, lifts his eye patch for the guy, for Kurt, and says, how'd I lose me eye? This is all they left of it, neighbor. Which does not answer the question. It, no, it's it does not. Though. It, was actually it, a, it actually effective... opens quite a few new kind of it does. No, but it was an effective technique. I was like, that is actually film technique in which we're imagine we have to imagine what's worse there. It's so horrible. Jocko's a pro, dude. Jocko Jocko knows what's up. Jocko is yeah, yeah and, and again now we have more depth on Jocko to go with our depth on Clay Jason as backstory of like somebody took most of his eye and that was all they left of it. <laughs> and and apparently he's a neighbor or neighborly in some way. I don't really know how that works, but Yeah, there's a bit of eye left in there. A sliver or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Jason, some when you did the Jocko flashes. laugh a few minutes ago, I got to wondering, is Jocko's last name the bully? possibly it could be jocko left his his, uh, yeah yeah his grandson butch is back in southern california and unified theory that's good (laughs) that's good (laughs) 
There he is. We'll see where the butt, the butt party fa- figures in, too, how that connects. Somebody out oh, there, I'm God. sure somebody out there in incomparable listing land will make a chart, like a Skeletor-related chart that charts how all the movies connect. Cool Cat kind of dances like he's in a butt party. Mm. <laughs> Melvin, uh, we see Melvin here. Melvin the dog, he's still alive. Melvin's alive! <laughs> this is the part where our protagonist split up for nonsensical reasons and with no clear plan, Right. Right. Right, so so Doc well, is gonna. That's very Scooby. Doc's Doc's gonna hang out with Sheila Frankenstein. Um, uh, Dino is talking to his girlfriend. They're they're like bonding. He's got this kind of girl that he's sweet on from the uh, from the bikini leopard tribe. Uh, so they're they're kind of bonding. But the Doc is intrigued by this amazing. <laughs> totally advanced science lab that he wants to know more about and so he's uh he's he's getting information from uh from sheila frankenstein about about dr frankenstein and uh the the longshoremen are bringing in boxes we get a great cutaway here where there is a shirtless asian man who's injecting a mannequin in its eye yeah that was great (laughs) may not also be in tony's version i don't know no that was in there that stuck with me i can't unsee that (laughs) (laughs) that was very david lynchian yes you know that was one of many things where it's like this is going to build towards something and it's like no that has nothing to do with anything it was actually (laughs) disturbing it actually made me go we do see him later that something bad happens to that man later uh, yes. in well, the, he's, in he's the, the guy that scene. decks Kurt during the yes. fight, right? He takes yeah, yeah, okay with that. me. He's a yeah. good fighter. <laughs> yeah. He's Steve's, Steve's favorite zombie. We, we, get a, we get a cutaway to the spinning ammo box again. So that's happening. It's spinning. <laughs> yeah. St- still not impressive. I think this time you can see the guy crouched down underneath the turning counter, the turning the, yeah, <laughs> the dowel. Yeah. The dowel. The dowel. <laughs> That really diminishes it, man. Yeah, I thought Crank was bad. Come on, man. He's down there doweling the shit out of that thing. Now we now we get uh, we get a lot of information about about what's happening with Doctor Frankenstein. He's sending power from the other realm. It isn't just this power. He's sending power from the other side back here. That's that's where the power is coming from. Not not just any power. Uh, the, the, power. power. The, power. Uh, so the power. The power. So the power. The power. Sheila explains the power. that they, you may have you may have heard of the famous Frankenstein's monster. Well, unfortunately, the monster mind never developed although its strength never ceased so we had to chain him to the reef down in the grotto um and and we know that uh they've seen they saw something down in the pool a form down in the cave where where the other guys are seeing that and uh and john carradine appears again oh the power shall be given i shall bring you the power the power shall be given to you he says um john carradine says like eight different eight different words but uh he says them over and over again. And then uh, something else strange happens. Uh, he appears, and then some of the longshoremen uh, electrocute. They have a trident, and they uh, like electrocute one of the other longshoremen, and he gets like fang teeth. Which gives him fangs. Yes. Yeah. These are the plastic Dracula teeth you get at the drugstore right next to the pitchfork. Yep. You can yep. practically <laughs> see they're still connected yeah. in the back. Yeah. They're, they they're, have the same like logo. one trip to the 99 cent store, if those were a thing back then. Yeah. That that scene is not in the TV edit because it was disturbing. Yeah. Smash cut to fifteen <laughs> seconds of a <laughs> hypno disc. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that part was cut out of the good TV movie. edit because people yeah. actually got yeah. would be hypnotized. Yeah, good oh, yeah. Movie. yeah. That's oh, just a safety it. precaution. Strangely uh, enough, I, that's the last thing I remember of the movie. I just woke up a few <laughs> hours later. We skipped one of my favorite lines, which is when the protagonists are all deciding what to do. The bossy one, I can't remember any of their names, says, weave the kind of rope that supports the roof of that hut. 
Yes, because they're going to build. Rome the, they're going to build the uh, roofs. No, that doesn't, that's not how rope, rope works. <laughs> they aren't going to build the thing. They delegate. They're going to make the alien bikini babes build their raft for them. And the they do. just loaf around the whole time. I really want to see that hut and see how rope is supporting its roof. I mean, whoa, 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 Monty. We're going to show you huts next year. You're going to want to see a raft that we built. Like, where does this Survival end? Survival tip number five. Yeah, I mean, oh, you've never rope. played Dungeons and Dragons, Monty. You know what rope is good for. Next, I'll want a good shot yeah. of that building they keep going to instead of the dead tree in the foreground, yeah. which is what I kept thinking they were looking at every time they were there. Yeah. Monty, well, if playing D&D has taught me anything, it's that rope is a magical snake that is your friend and does whatever you want, and I hate you. Yeah. It's noted. <laughs> <laughs> they go back and visit Cameron Mitchell. The movie here, this is... I know it really hasn't been that together until now, but this is where the movie really starts to just break apart into a series of discounts. <laughs> connected scenes <laughs> they, they revisit cameron mitchell they're walking around the beardy guy ch- catches them and says follow me sheila frankenstein runs into dino and chastises him um uh they they confront uh the doc who says i'm talking about life you hear me life uh, they get they they kidnap a girl to use as a test subject. The order of these scenes is just kind of meaningless. Did I miss when Von Helsing is ranting and he sounds like Jewish grandpa? He morphed into a Billy Crystal there for a hot second. Yeah, he goes, I'm the hoda, and then the thing, and all the thing. Yeah, yeah. I made a note that I rarely say this, but instead of John Carradine, they should have gotten Criswell. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. The future. You're totally right. The future. Been great. If he the was future. Oh, this is an important scene for later. Melvin gets the uh, Dino's girlfriend's pendant. Um, Dino's girlfriend is very sad that her friend was kidnapped by the lackeys. This would be a great time to make, uh, try to advance your relationship with her. That, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's how Amazons like it. Right? They like it's it when their, their friend has been abducted and probably murdered. That is when they like being hit on, is what I understand. There's no time for that, Tony, because we got to cut to a scene where Beardy, Jocko, and a goat are talking. <laughs> I like that scene because it has a goat in it. It has a goat. They're two drunks and a goat. And yet this is a very important a scene bar. for later. Two drunks, one goat. Two dr- drunks, one goat. This movie was going to be slightly different when I saw the box. The but. goat, uh, well, they, and Jocko has a has a big laugh and says, uh, you know, you've got to take that to the, or no, it's Beardy says, you 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 uh, have to take this to the, the, the house instead of, uh, and it's like, instead of having it for dinner, ha 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 ha! Oh yes, Jocko, it's funny. Uh, but uh, again, twice an hour until the autopsy, they've got to put the embalming powder on the guy who is in the uh, aluminum tub, the body, it's in the water in the aluminum tub. Which so they're reinforcing what a big plot point that will be. Oh yeah, it's going to be major. That's every right. time he re- <laughs> every time he reaches into that can, I'm expecting cocaine. But it's he just throws it into the thing. Like okay, that's embalming it may be fluid, whatever. Embalming powder. Fluid. They had so much cocaine on the set yeah. that this is just like this. They could throw it in the little tube with the the bathtub with the guy. This and is they the don't extras. Care. This is the extras. Uh, so so uh, things are moving fast now. Back in the lab, that girl who was kidnapped, she's dead. She's uh she died. Oh, uh, and they, they I wish we could have saved her. Yeah. I wish one of them had <laughs> unconvincing. Had names. Yeah. Unconvincing. I, yeah. It's a shame we well, could you know, have saved her. There's one way you could have saved her and maybe just not draining all of her blood. Yeah. Is an option that you had. Hey, speaking of these pearl bikini girls, do you think they did that hammock girl just by actually tying her wrists and ankles to the trees and letting her dangle there for the shot? I don't think so. Because that no, looked not. really painful. It did. But there, there wasn't any support. They cut her down. No, it looked it's very just planking, painful. Monty. Monty, that was part of the initiation, which was an important key plot point that was totally revisited <laughs> later. Initiation? I had did an initiation once in Toledo. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
there were literally no equity... was part of an initiation. That's how you got onto this film. There were no uh, equity union representatives on the set. <laughs> so, on so there's more nonsense in uh, with uh, with Van Helsing. The, there's a lackey, uh, Lundstrom, and the guy, the guy who looks like Larry Ben Melman or Swifty Lazar, polishing some boxes, including one oh, of those blinking. Him. That blinking box we saw earlier is in a stack of box blinking boxes that he's polishing very carefully, which is weird. He's wearing half off sunglasses from Forever Twenty One. Mm-hmm. We get like seven minutes of scenes of him with his mouth open just staring just staring his gigantic <laughs> glasses. it goes on so for so true. long i he sells me on what a zombie would look like when he's seeing someone reanimated that i thought that was that was a <laughs> solid zombie performance sheila instructs them to turn on the secondary coil and then we see the spinning ammo box again this is like a an extra uh coil and an extra jacob's ladder that's basically being turned on to uh, increase the voltage or something um, but this is the point where Von Helsing gets very angry because uh, they have the, the, they don't need that goat. They they send Jocko and Beardy away with the goat. It's like we don't need any more goats. But Doc to go and on more adventures. Doc and Sheila Frankenstein uh, are very proud that Van Helsing is feeling better because of his blood transfusion, uh, and they gave him some animal blood. And he gets very angry. He's like, "Animal blood? Yeah. You gave me animal blood?" And she says, "But I thought." And he says, "You thought? You're a woman. If, you can't. If think. you had read my journals, you would know we tried this year." before we were born and it almost killed me yeah he's got 200 years of journals he's mad they haven't memorized them well survival tip don't use goat blood it's a replacement for your own blood he should have said like don't whatever you do no animal blood but instead he's just you totally read all my journals right Right, Sheila. Right. Did they kill that baby goat? No, they, they didn't need that. They killed. The no, no. Oh. They killed no, other goats. No, they killed other scared. goats. That that goat they send back. They're like, no, we don't need that goat. We got all the goat blood we need. You can send that send away. Send back to the chef. Yeah, back yeah. to so so making Jocko drunkenly wrangle a goat, or actually it was Beardy that had to wrangle the mm-hmm. goat, was just to keep him occupied. There really was no reason to make him go off no. and get it. No, no. They at wanted all. to send a message to that goat. They looked. They brought him into the lab and said, "Look at them. This is what you did to them." Yeah, the goats are going to be extinct soon on this island. Yeah, that goat had kids. It's boo, boo. <laughs> but I was not a goat, so I did not speak out. So John Carradine appears, and this is one of his better uh, appearances. He uh, he declares many things here. What sorts of things, Jason? He says, Oh, disciples of the twelve lines, oh, ye of the golden thread, ye shall have its power, its power, its power, the power. The power? Rocket power? Yeah. It's the golden thread, the 12 lines. Um, the power. The strength, too. The power. Oh, the strength the and power. the power and the strength. The power. The power. Oh, the power. The I want power. somebody to use this in like a laundry detergent commercial. Power. You have the power. Yeah. The power to remove stains yeah. from your oh, clothing. Oh, the golden thread power. is stained, but the power may remove the stain from the golden thread. You know, this may be the wrong Watch time to I ask make it. Watch 12 but... lines of Tide on this soiled <laughs> jersey. The power will the competition. It. This may be a bad time to ask this question, but what is uh, what is the intent of Frankenstein and Von Helsing? Is there actually something I missed, or did the director and writer simply miss expressing that? There is nothing actually. You mean like There's what no motivates what, what motivates the characters? Well, they're they're continuing. No, it's like, what's the outcome? I think they're continuing their their experiments. I think that's the idea: is that the scientific experiments on the island are continuing. Um, and they're trying to, I forget whether they're trying to, to bridge the gap to the afterlife or whether they're just creating new life or something like that. It's science. It's science stuff. There's increasing human achievement. There's, there's also a, a hatch and they have to like yeah. punch in numbers and, and Yeah, stuff something like that. And, yeah. They got to move the island through time. You see, Glenn, nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power! <laughs> the power! Oh, the power. 
I was a little uh, frightened by this science, but then I remembered science is never frightening. Science is never frightening. We've learned a lot from these films. Uh, Jocko is singing drunkly. I enjoyed that scene a lot. Jocko just uh, (laughs) sings for a little while um, for no reason. He's Jocko. What other reason do you need? If I was Jocko, I would sing. Yeah. That's exactly right. John Carradine reappears. I give the power of this thread. Ye shall have what ye wish. Oh, the power. Um, they, Cameron Mitchell is no longer in his cell because they're taking his blood, too, for Von Helsing. The body that we've been putting in body, embalming powder, powder on every couple of hours sits up. He's done. And one of the girls screams. He's a he's got a mustache and a ponytail, which would make me scream if I if that guy sat up. This is an important plot point. It establishes that that one Amazon is jittery and screams. She doesn't mind being kidnapped for scientific experiments, but oh my god, a dude taking a bath. Yep, we will never see that guy again. <laughs> that is the end nope. of that story arc right there. So mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed embalming powder guy in an aluminum tub. Number three. <laughs> that's a wrap <laughs> that's right wrap for tub guy good job tub guy um just can't go over there to pick up your check i'm kidding there's no check <laughs> get in the back of the pickup truck to be driven back to civilization <laughs> our buddies are on a quest to get machine guns they know there must be machine guns out there because sheila frankenstein was strangely specific in saying that the only way to handle the the zombie lackeys is to cut them in half with machine guns right down the middle which seems like a real logical leap to me but they have decided they are totally uh gonna look for machine guns and then they try to explain to the uh to the girls in the leopard skin bikinis what a machine gun is by saying it's about this long they shoot bullets you can't believe the alien bikini babe has not heard of a machine gun curtis is just completely flabbergasted by that i think that there's a lot you can say about this part of the movie i mean i feel like a movie (laughs) that would be less daring would insist that there be some kind of discussion of a plan or what the current motivation of the protagonist is but like no these guys are just they're you know they're not going to have a conversation they're just going to wander into danger uh with unclear what they're trying to, to, to well, do or accomplish. Their plan was uh, to get a machine they're, gun they're and, and cut a cro- and cut uh, zombie lackeys in half. That's their plan. They're real go-getters. They I know guess. what they want they're and they're self-starters. Yeah. Um, and obviously then perhaps they'll make a, they'll take those half of zombies and lash them together and make a raft. <laughs> that, that They might. I thought at this point, wasn't the raft finished? The, no, no, the, they finished the raft and then they go down to say, hey, let's go on the raft. And Beardy Dude says, not now, come back tomorrow. And then all this other crap. Yeah, they get, they get mad at, uh, they get mad at Doc because he's basically yeah. in, in he's with, in with, uh, with Sheila Frankenstein at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, and they're about to, they're about to confront him once they get the machine gun. Uh, and then they, they, they begin their assault on the uh and stuff happens off screen here that we never get to see but they they begin the assault on the <laughs> Thank house God for that uh and well i don't know i kind of would have liked to seen zombies get cut in half with a, a gatling gun from the civil war but it doesn't happen yeah that's called economics of storytelling you probably also would want to see people actually break down a door i mean but do you want to see that or do you want to see frankenstein because you don't have a choice you're going to yeah, see frankenstein we, <laughs> we can't afford to fire this thing <laughs> yeah so uh so they do the girl uh the girlfriend of uh of dino finds the dead girl who was uh kidnapped and and drained her blood drained and she screams uh the screams alert beardy who catches her oh man that's my favorite bit so why do you like that because beardy hugs her and then he turns to the camera and gives this unbelievable <laughs> cheesy grin yeah <laughs> like i'm so naughty <laughs> and i just i laughed and laughed oh <laughs> uh, that's beardy mm. That's pretty. Also, that's, that's great. Beardy. 
that's not a good way to that's, run a stealth so attack. Beardy. A stealth attack on on Frankenstein Manor is to just scream when you see a dead body. But that's what she does. Manners again. Beardy brings her in. She could be the second transfusion because, uh, uh, of course, uh, Cameron Mitchell is already there getting his blood drained. Uh, it's perfect because they built two different transfusion ramps in that set. Uh, and so it's perfect that they could have a second character lay down on one. It's as if that was all meant to be. Cameron Mitchell recognizes her as his daughter. Plot twist. Don't you need a plot before you can have a twist? <laughs> J- Jason, can you just, can you just say twist and then we'll edit that back in okay. later? So it just says. In a, in a shocking twist. How about that? Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah. So she's, she's his daughter. Turns out he hasn't been on the island for hundreds of years. In fact, it's probably more like 15 or 20 uh, because he recognizes his daughter, who apparently he came ashore with, and uh, she was then raised by the uh, the tribe of the of the bikini ladies. Well, apparently she's the only non alien of them, I guess, or something. Who knows? Yeah. So, which means her blood is going to be ineffective in the uh, in the transfusion, I would think. But uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he reveals that he's his father. He's her father. Who told you the story of the sea? Think, child. Um, they slow the, the at this point very exciting moment the assault on the lab takes place where the door opens and very slowly our heroes lug in a giant machine gun and walk across <laughs> the, the room and set it down in a corner and and not say anything and i think that may be the worst shot in the entire movie because it's entirely unclear why they did that what their motivation is if the other characters don't know how to react and everything after that is especially convoluted because you don't know what's going on it's almost like if there had been one or two lines of dialogue we might have understood what was trying to happen here they're hoping some zombies walk in front of the machine gun and then they will cut them down Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're, they're, you got to live in hope, right? You got to live in hope, and so here, that's the plan. But yeah, it is incompetently shot. It's a wide shot. They come in. Nobody tries to stop them. They've got this huge <laughs> machine gun prop that they carry across the room and set it down. Uh, and nothing. And, and again, no dialogue. No, you know, we're here to save you or anything. Um, and then they or tr- get up against the wall because you know because we, we'll cut you in half with this machine gun that we've got. I have a proposal to make this scene more exciting. I don't think that's a prop. I think that's an actual machine gun. And I choose to believe it was loaded the whole time. It works for me. Doesn't add to the drama of the scene, but in the reality of the actors. The only reason I disagree with you, Monty, is because there's obviously no uh, emotion in the actors whatsoever. So can't agree with you there. Well, they've been shooting this movie for like 12 hours at this point, so (laughs) they are drained of all energy. And blood. Just like the zombies that are very meekly trying to break down the door, which it really just sounds like they're kind of knocking loudly. But this is the only time they actually felt like zombies to me. Mm -hmm. This is the zombies at the beginning of a zombie movie where they can't break through anything. Right. Yeah. These level one zombies. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. What else happens here? Um, let's see. The Gatling gun is brought in. We there's a really prominent uh, thing on the side uh, of the wall that's uh, a chart for the brainwave sink that I wanted to mention because that's a, just a great chart. The brainwave sink. It's going up. Brainwave sink really. Yeah, improves. It just keeps getting better and better, man. Yeah. Our technology just improves by leaps and bounds. The meter was just so high, you couldn't believe it. They weren't able to get readings like that on their meter. Somewhere around here, someone says, please, if he doesn't have blood, he'll die, which does not actually uniquely describe anybody. Like, I'm not a 200-year-old scientist assistant, but I also, I think, need blood. 
Uh, I mean... If the I, medical establishment can be trusted. Yeah, I mean, I haven't met you, Monty, but you seem <laughs> like you've got at least a little bit of blood in you that you're relying heavily on. <laughs> uh, who's to say? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, what, what's left? So they, they, they tell us off, science monster. off screen, they, they say that they cut five of the longshoreman zombies to, into, into pieces with the machine gun, <laughs> but we don't see that part. Or hear it at least. Well, no, because the machine gun is jammed, and they cut to a close-up of the woman holding up the bullets to go into the machine gun, and no wonder it's jammed. The hand is in the way. Move your freaking hand, Amazonian woman. <laughs> well, she didn't even know what a machine gun looked like until a few minutes ago. It's, the, so yeah. give her some it's like this long, and it shoots bullets. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Sheila Frankenstein slips out the back door. Uh, she turns on all of the electrical things. Uh, puts in her contacts. Gets a really weird, like, <laughs> grin on her face and puts in the weird eye contacts and Dr. Frankenstein appears. And then he he says, like, an incantation. This is like, oh, grant that he be freed. Freed. He can be freed. Strength. Upon the name of the golden thread, ye shall have strength. And do you have this written down, Jason? Uh, I, I really I, hope you do. I took some notes, yeah. Although I could probably okay, do good. it, but I, I was re- I was concerned I that was, was from, uh, memory. from memory. I could probably do it from memory too, honestly. But I did yeah. write it down. Do it, challenge right now. In fact, at one point in the <laughs> in the cave, he has a uh, a moment where you can see that he's sort of like, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> he like clears his throat a little bit, <laughs> and they use that footage. Uh, line? Why not? Uh, and Frankenstein's monster appears. Yay! And we are treated to a montage of him trying to get the hell out of the cave. Yeah, so so it's for a long time. He he like is in the cave. He's got to get out. John Carradine talks to him. There's okay. The second weird scene happens where in this one only John, the second John Carradine uh it like looks around uh sort of happy with himself that he's woken up Frankenstein's monster. And then we see like a, an image of Jupiter and some other planets and these hands. Uh, are like making a little hand gesture like jazz hands and they're red and then they're green and then there's a picture of an eye and a ring of flames around it all again with the video game sounds and uh, Frankenstein uh, appears and and wanders away. That's pretty standard stuff when you're releasing the monster from the pool in the cave. I mean, it kind of always happens. Now, that, that lagoon is a long way away, but it wouldn't... I mean, Frankenstein, thankfully, will be able to get across the island pretty quickly, even though whenever we see Frankenstein, he's really having trouble getting across whatever He's just waving he's his hands and very slowly moving. But there's other yeah. things happening while, we, while we're watching his progress. Uh, we're also... Uh, we, we see they try, to, uh, they, they try to do some tough love with Doc, who's been doped up by Sheila Frankenstein, they say. You gotta, you gotta snap out of it. Sheila Frankenstein offers to release uh, their friends, um, but then she just leaves the room at that point and turns on a bunch of things that make Doc kind of go crazy a little bit. Uh, Jocko appears at this point, and he wa- It's a silent. It's a fairly silent scene. He wakes up. He's uh, kind of getting his life together. He cackles one last time and then goes to put the embalming powder on the guy who sat up earlier and is immediately strangled to death by Frankenstein. Very who's passing by very yeah. quickly yeah jason he died doing what he loved laughing maniacally. Yeah. <laughs> the guy playing frankenstein's monster is frankensteining it up so hard in this movie oh yeah his mm. elbows never bend his knees never bend he's lurching there's a lot of rah, to place. you know rah. there's a lot of dropped plot threads in frankenstein's island but I think the biggest uh, failure of delivery is that Frankenstein is established as this unstoppable force of nature, and he is not 
as threatening when you put him in a scene with other people. Yeah. I thought that was the... Yeah, once he's in the lab, there's a huge fight going on, and he just stands in the middle of it, <laughs> waving his hands back and forth, never touching anybody. Until a guy, like, runs into his arms. And yes. That is, yes. He's the one guy of the show trying to open up a mosh pit, and it's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's basically Gog in this movie. Mm-hmm. He waves his arms around, and you actually have to put your, your that, throat you into, into his him. arm in order to get yourself killed by See, him. that is unfair, but accurate. So, <laughs> we, we've reached the big... The big fight scene there's a the the uh frankenstein barges in on the on the lab the gatling gun is jammed so frankenstein uh begins to attack he uh knocks over some stuff flips over a table real good there would be a fantastic gif of him flipping a table oh, interesting inanimate objects the, must they, die there's a fight with lackeys where for a very long time all we really see is like the feet of our heroes and the lackeys and their like legs as they do a little dance as if they're fighting but we don't see a lot of it there is a wide shot there's a there's some there's some punches kurt gets in some uh some cool like uh jujitsu kicks that he learned down at the mall like there's a cave girl who watches or an Amazon who watches Kurt do his karate kicks and then learns from which this has to be the worst way to learn how to do a karate kick is watching <laughs> Kurt do it. But she learns to do a karate kick and like and mirrors it and then is karate kicking people. Yeah. Kind of half heartedly. There's a deleted scene in the movie Black Dynamite, which is one of my favorite comedies. Dynamite. In, in which all of the uh former prostitutes, actually I think they're current prostitutes start karate fighting in a uh, banquet and they're just kind of moving their hands back and forth in purposely cheesy chopping motions and this somehow looks worse than that deliberately yeah. terrible fight yeah. scene. It's ter- it's terrible. I, I the, my, the things that I like in this are that the the shots of the legs going back and forth are, are hilarious because it's just like suffice it to say that they're struggling and we're not going to show any of it. But yeah. my my favorite thing in it is what Frankenstein does because he is wandering around waving his arms. He does Beardy <laughs> runs into him and he kills Beardy. That that is a thing that happens. And then in the truest measure of a low budget film, he picks up a glass and hurls it against a wall smashing it very dramatically and then he knocks over the entire table that the glass was on now what's on that table plastic stuff because they could really only afford to break one item the rest of the stuff yeah. they need to need to return to the owners so he flips over that table and nothing breaks because it's all just like plastic jugs and cups now my favorite part of the fight scene is that melvin wanders in he does wags his mm-hmm. tail and then yeah. leaves and then leaves, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? Oh, okay, cool. I'll be out here. And just wanders out Elvin again. Elvin is an Asta for a new generation. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That is legitimately great that Melvin comes in and we follow him around a little bit and then he goes back away. Best actor in the movie. They they pin they pin uh, a longshoreman guy down on the on the bloodboard. Uh, and then something really weird happens. So a, a Lackey has the uh, the uh, the plastic Halloween trident pitchfork and and waves it over one of the amazons turning her into having those halloween fangs but that's okay because then they shoot her with a like disintegration gun and she glows and vanishes and then they shoot another it's really more of a disintegration cardboard tube yeah it is a tube it is mm-hmm. a tube and a puff a little puff of a powder comes out of it and she disappears I and think then a poster uh, arrived in it a couple of days before shooting started. and then another one they shoot they shoot another girl with that which is interesting because we've seen nothing of this disintegration weapon before but they've they've got it out now now the asian man we saw earlier with the hypodermic needle in the mannequin's eye he's going to use his hypodermic needle to 
kill one of the uh, one of the girls, but he's stopped by the girl who's the snake dancer. This appears to be shot in an entirely different location at a completely different time uh, <laughs> yep. when they could get a snake and a spider because that's what happens is she shows him her her garter snake. He's terrified. He slowly lowers himself to the floor and she very clumsily puts a tarantula on his chest and then um, lowers the snake down toward the tarantula. Suffice it to say, we never see him again, so that must have been fatal somehow. That's how you kill someone. Yeah. That's how it works. Snake and uh, snake and spider together, a deadly combination. I don't, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Frankenstein knocks over a shelf, and now Sheila Frankenstein <laughs> is worried because the brain... The brain in the Tupperware is going to be destroyed. But Dr. Von Helsing says, don't worry about it, honey. If the brain is damaged, another one will activate in seconds. Uh, the, bra- the backup, uh, backup brain was hidden brain. Uh, years ago, just in case of this very eventuality, at which point the brain kind of explodes in a puff of smoke. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before that, when, when he's explaining that, and this is my second favorite worst shot of the movie okay. after the running, running into the lab with the machine gun clumsily, is he explains that uh, expositionally to Sheila Frankenstein, and then we slowly pan over to show one Amazon who overhears that, who's just standing there. Yes. So, so that it can be repeated later. She needs to explain it later. That's right. So she's overheard it. It's true. The brain explodes. This podcast is brought to you by Backbrain. Unfast, <laughs> unlimited, unthrottled brain backup. Uh, you got to have a backup brain. Frankenstein and the lackeys all collapse when the brain explodes. And the girl who just overheard that statement says, oh, there's a backup brain. It'll activate in minutes. You must go now. Take the raft and go and bring back help. Was it clear? Again, I saw the TV edit. Maybe it was... <laughs> Nothing is clear. Nothing is clear. Was there any explanation for why the braid explodes? Uh, They bumped it. I think that was it. There was fighting around it, and they bumped it, and it exploded. Okay. It's an explosive brain. We're in a room with, like, six Jacob's Ladders going at all times. Okay. Things are going to explode. Yeah. They should have put that brain, like, in a sturdier pedestal. I agree. Just putting it under under glass uh, is not probably – was not probably the way to go. Um, so, So they have to leave, and so – um, the girl explains this and then kisses Kurt, which is not a relationship that they had built up throughout the movie at all. So, oh, I guess. Okay. Heat of the moment. Uh, even, even, you know, in the middle of a giant zombie Frankenstein fight, even Kurt looks like an attractive person. Um, like how can you not kiss Kurt is my it's, question. It's the, you know, pretty that's, easily. Jason. Jason, that is that's the definition of fog of war yeah. right there. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy what happens. All right. Mistakes were made. Dina wants to take his girlfriend with him, but she can't leave because her she's learned that uh Jason uh Clay Jason is her uh, father, so she has to stay. And Dino's like, uh, okay, and then they leave. <laughs> See you, babe. Smash cut Smash two. Cut. <laughs> Uh, city. Thanks for being my island squeeze. I'm out of here. Jason, are you sure that Smash Cut, there might be like a really long extended scene showing them getting on a raft, perhaps the raft <laughs> at sea, the raft nope. arriving and being Smash rescued Cut by the to Navy. something that might be San Diego or something similar. A port city. It is a room. And then, and then, well, no, there's, a, there's an establishing shot of a port city, and then we cut to. Oh, is there? Yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's oh, an establishing shot. I remember that. And then we're in military office where a military man in khakis, we'll call him the Colonel is sitting he's he's been he signed up for to be in two scenes this is a, another character actor who was in a bunch of tv um and he said all right i'll jerry warren i'll be in your movie uh, if i'm only in two scenes and one of them is outside <laughs> get off my lawn yeah, exactly. and then we'll burn the pictures yeah, right sure <laughs> this this scene is great it's got a great typewriter sound effect going on through the entire 
uh, scene, which I thought I just really appreciated. Clackety clack 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 the whole time. And they try to prove to the to the colonel that it's real, uh, and he doesn't really believe their ridiculous story. But this is this is my favorite part. He can't brush off the reality of that raft. Those logs are tangible. <laughs> They're rooted in the ground. <laughs> oh wow! And and there was a hook in the rear door handle. <laughs> of that, the raft. It's, it's so good. It see it comes full circle. Rafts. Rafts explain everything. The craftsmanship of this raft is only explainable by Amazonian aliens. I must see these Amazonian aliens. Now, had you four yahoos arrived on my shore into my base with some sort of inflatable raft, I wouldn't have bought nope. it for a second. But since it's made of logs... And then Andrew Duggan looks up and goes, It's a lovely raft, but what happened to the inflatable one I gave you? Mm, it's a good question. They have no answer. Uh, but, but you know, there's a reason. As one of our, our heroes says, so much has happened that the mind can't catalog it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had that problem too. <laughs> I know. Well, they, Did nobody reports these bozos missing. Can, can you imagine the colonel? They're, they're literally having to explain the plot of Frankenstein Island to this man in order to get him to send a ship back to the island. They can't do it. It's a good thing they've got some logs to back up the story. <laughs> I, seriously. He is naturally skeptical. And then they poked this guy in a sweater and a beanie and fangs grew out of his face. Yeah. It was really weird. The first time you went to the cave, you saw this guy's face... Like, was it subliminal or <laughs> no, 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 it, it was just long enough. We could see it. So why did that happen? Uh, well, I know. <laughs> but did you see the logs? Did we tell you about the power that paralyzes the arm? Yeah, yeah. I don't believe oh, that. Oh, watch either. this. Miami. Oh, 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 it doesn't work here. You know, this guy in the bathtub that popped up, that just sounds crazy. But these logs, <laughs> they're tangible. So cut, <laughs> smash cut again to <laughs> back to the island. <laughs> it are four guys and uh, the colonel and a bunch of guys who are also parts of the military. And I say that because uh, they're wearing uh, olive jackets <laughs> and <laughs> pajama pants. Pajama pants. <laughs> and <laughs> they don't, they're the least military. military. <laughs> guys ever also i'll point out this the the the, the metal uh, rowboat that they're getting out of is all way up on the beach and i don't believe they would all have fit in it but <laughs> whatever that's military training Jason. i, I sat on one of those laps i'm sure uh they they go into the island they go through the caves there's a very long amount of time where they are wa- walking back along the beach and through the caves again it was a nice callback to the very beginning of the movie remember these memorable locations yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh they go back out there the girls huts were gone are gone they were right there and now oh. we see the reason that that dead tree was in the shot in front of the house Ugh. every time was so that they could have a shot of it now where it's in the in the shot and there's no house behind it, but Monty. every single time i think the shot is of the tree <laughs> i know i know i'm not <laughs> okay. saying it's competent i'm saying that they, they, they that was what he was trying to set up there but now there's no yeah. house there and, and and the and the colonel at this point says okay I, you guys all hallucinated this in spite of the fact that they're all looking at a very tangible dead tree yeah and there's and, <laughs> And there's logs, but, but the logs. Uh, and they say, you can't just walk away. And the colonel says, just walk away. And he walks away. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's that's actually, that's a stage direction, sir. That's, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're very upset. How could we have elucidated this? Meanwhile, the, the so-called soldiers and the colonel are leaving. I'm like, are they leaving them there on the island? Are they going to go back with them? It's unclear. But they, they're uh, very <laughs> concerned. How could we have gone through all this? Four grown men. And, hey, Melvin. And Melvin the dog appears to prove it was not all just a hallucination. And he brings oh, back with him Melvin. the medallion 
of Dino's girlfriend. So it's not... And everyone sort of high fives because yeah. this proves nothing. No, they may have just imagined it, imagined it all except for the medallion that they found when they were... It's, you know, it's still a, better, still a better ending than Lost. So. Uh, ooh. Whoa. Whoa, hot take. Whoa. Hot I disagree take. with that. <laughs> I just watched Frankenstein Island. I, I may not be of right mind. So, <laughs> But they're like, oh, well, it turns out we didn't imagine it because this medallion totally proves everything really happened. Let's very slowly walk away and occasionally stop ooh. so that we can be in a, a wide shot of the whole valley where this movie was shot. And that's the end of Frankenstein <laughs> Island, folks. What happened to Frankenstein and wow. Van Helsing? What happened to Sheila Frankenstein? Where are they going next? Who knows? Who knows? Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein will be back. Uh, no, the director dies. Well, but I mean, the character will be back. They couldn't quite kill the intellectual property. Mm. <laughs> they did their damnedest, <laughs> They though. tried, yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein will be back in Penny Dreadful. Fra- no, it's going to be Frankenstein Island 2, Backup Brain, is what it'll be called. And, and uh, Frankenstein's monster will be out and about. And uh, Peninsula. She can, Sheila Frankenstein will uh, have get out her second best bottle of brandy. Dino seems less than sad that his alien babe girlfriend has disappeared as well. I also I felt bad for Dino because he's he is. I mean, I think they're all wearing the same wardrobe because they only have one change of clothes yeah. for the entire movie. But his is the most conspicuously. He's still wearing his kerchief yep. even after he's been rescued and then returned to the island. Yeah, it's like that's right. He chooses to wear that neckerchief. <laughs> oh, I it's, I think it's like Linus and his security blanket. That's his blankie from when he was little. Mm, That's that my be. head cannon. Okay, mm. so so this Stick is Frankenstein Island. What did you all think? I've been watching this movie every now and then since I was in high school. Uh, tell me how you tell me how you feel now that you've seen Frankenstein Island. Where does it hurt? Yeah, show oh, me on Jason. the show me on the movie where it hurt you. <laughs> where where to start? This had worse. Drum circles than Burning Man. <laughs> you know what? I there's so many little bits and pieces of this movie that filled me with delight, <laughs> <laughs> and yet they were strung together by these interminable scenes of these four dorks tiptoeing through the the shrubs, yeah. through the brush, Wa- walking very slowly through a dark cave. I, I feel like this could have been an almost perfect I, I don't want to use good bad but a you know just kind of a cheese ball fun movie to watch had they maybe cut it down by like 20 minutes yep. and removed some of the interminable loping around the island kind of stuff so perhaps you would you would prefer that they follow this up with a prequel movie that's more just jacko focused yeah just, i'm up for that jacko jacko jacko's origin yeah how he lost yeah. the eye there's yeah. no reason to believe that jacko couldn't be back in a sequel Oh yeah, the, no, he died. Well, re- Jason reanimation. <laughs> no, There's many no, he dead was, characters. He was gently manhandled by Frankenstein. No. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. does not have very good control of his arms. More so I'm fairly certain that Jocko is he's doing fine. I think this movie was about bringing people back from the dead. That somebody said something about that at some yeah, point. That's true. So how about Frankenstein and Jocko go on? It's tour. like a buddy comedy. Yeah, they, they go to White Castle. Frankenstein says, Rawr, and Jocko goes, ha, 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 ha. He's two moves into the Macarena and doesn't know what to do next. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted to, to love the movie. And I can understand why you do, having seen it earlier in life. But just there's so much tedium oh, in oh, it. Oh, no, but this is, this is the thing, Steve, is, is I, I'm not, I, I absolutely am not making the case that this is the most fun bad movie to watch. I think this is the sure. worst bad movie. I think there are things in it like you I think you you nailed it. There are things in it that are amazingly terrible and funny. And 
it is also so incompetently done that there are long stretches where you just wish for death. And for me, that is what a perfect bad movie should be. You wish for death and then reanimation. I, we just have slightly different definitions of what makes a okay. good bad movie, but I, I understand where you're coming from. And maybe, Again, I don't think this is a good bad movie. This is a this is this is a bad bad movie with good, uh, okay. mind-bogglingly uh, good things in it occasionally, uh, and that's because they sprinkle on the embalming powder every couple of hours. I think. <laughs> I think maybe I just need to watch it five or six more times yeah. for it to get its hooks into maybe. me properly. Maybe. The last third was worth the first, you know, hour or so of bullcrap. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, bullcrap sprinkled pretty liberally throughout the entire runtime. I, I like a good lab with wood paneling. Oh, yeah. The lab and the neck wig, I think, probably <laughs> elevate this movie for me. Yeah, I mean, any scene with the plastic pitchfork is okay in my book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if the video game music is playing, I'm fully on board. Well, yeah, and. And I'm a fan of random Carradine. His I mean, dialogue is fascinating. He has he has one scene where he's yeah. just all it's it's so it's so bizarre. It's like, oh, disciples of the twelve lines and children, ye shall be burnished, and and your children shall be excoriated, and the and he just goes on and on, and it doesn't make any sense. I think he's ad libbing. Yeah, I think so. You think that's very much his, yes. his kind of yes. I mean, I would give good odds that that was actually recorded for a completely different movie that actually yes. had something to do with the power. It's possible. I, I would not be surprised. It's possible. That's possibly again, a He-Man movie. Now that's, that never that's got part of uh, Jerry Warren's style is cutting up things and mixing and matching and using footage from other things. So that is totally possible. So yeah, any other thoughts about Frankenstein Island? It is a bad. It is a. It <laughs> as all great bad movies are. I would say it is. Uh, it is incompetently made. It's not like something like Cool Cat Save the Kids where you have to ask if the person had ever actually seen a film. Um, Jerry <laughs> Warren had clearly seen films, but still it is spectacular in its incompetence. And especially I would say it's disregard yeah. for any internal logic. Like it, it, the script does not seem to care about anything. They just throw everything in and add dialogue and it just it doesn't care it doesn't care if it makes sense i think i enjoyed it more more than steve uh you know i think this is a pretty good horrible movie it's uh it's not too long it moves pretty briskly uh just when i felt like i was maybe getting a little bored something entirely nonsensical happened and i was back in <laughs> mm-hmm. and it turns out like that's what i'm looking for is insanity <laughs> <laughs> well it's got that I'd like to give a shout out to my favorite moment in Frankenstein Island that I think sums up everything. There's a woman strapped down to the bloodboard at one point, which uh, is, you know, a thing that happened. Yep. Okay, they strapped a woman down, and her hands are so obviously not trapped. Not even a she little. She could slide her hands out yep. of that strap at any point, mm-hmm. and she doesn't nope. until one of the other guys comes over and frees her, at which point she just moves her hands out, and it's yes. fine. And I guess they just do things because the script says so and no one questioned it and nobody yeah. knows how acting works. Yeah, he loosens <laughs> anything else. He loosens the strap slightly and then she goes, oh, now I can get my arms out. And it's like, yeah, you could before. It's, yeah. Well, she was just intimidated by Sheila Frankenstein. Petrified. <laughs> <and one laughs> couldn't move. God, is that two wigs? Three? Two wigs? Is that we even don't even know. I don't know. And is of she? All names. What's her married Sheila name? Is Frankenstein the married name? Is Van Helsing? The, I don't what? really know. I'm so confused by Sheila Frankenstein. Yeah. And what? What's with the Coufoisier? Where did she get that? Mm. Why does she have it? It's she's classy that way. It, it was it was on the schooner. Ah, Clay Jason ah. schooner. 
Is a ship she left Frankenstein sounds like it should have been Yahoo Sirius's follow-up to Young Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, well, I know it's Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. but this is Sheila Frankenstein, so it's going to be fine. It's not fine. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever be fine. All I have to say is uh, Jocko is just remember Jocko. Keep, him, <laughs> keep Jocko near your heart at all times. Because uh, I'd like to believe there's always there's a cackling drunken eye patch pirate guy inside <laughs> all of us uh, somewhere. The oh, joy, find oh, the joy in life, find the joy like Jocko. Here's what you do: you take a clip of Big Bang Theory or Two and a Half Men, and you replace all of the laugh track with, with Jocko. Jocko. <laughs> <laughs> Still works, Brian. I think you mean. <laughs> What happened to me? I, you say. Oh, this is all they left of it. This is what's left of it. In the first instance of pirate lingo and last that will be used in this film. <laughs> His neighbor pirate lingo? What happened to me? Hey, it is now. Hey, Jocko, how'd you lose the eye? So, uh, for people out there, there uh, it is available, Frankenstein Island, on DVD. Um, I would highly recommend you instead get the video on demand so you get the video and the riff tracks together from riff tracks. It's a good riff tracks. It will help you through those moments when they're just walking without dialogue for very long stretches of time. The jokes are pretty good. As somebody who loved this terrible movie for 20 years and 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 actually when I interviewed uh, Joel Hodgson and Trace Ballou about MST3K for my college newspaper, I I, I told them at the end of the interview, you got to do frankenstein island for mst3k and then whatever two decades pass and look what happened riff tracks did it they did a really good job i was very happy with it so that would be a way to watch it or you could just go to the home depot buy yourself a nice ball peen hammer and hit yourself right in the center of your forehead for about an hour and 35 minutes we'll have much the same effect you'll see many of the same things and you'll have a Baltine hammer at the end and, of it. And it might be right. more, when you come it'll to be more coherent while at uh while at home depot be sure to pick up uh, these items, embalming powder, a plastic right. trident, uh-huh. hypnodisc, <laughs> statue of Buddha. And some tangible logs. <laughs> and some logs. Yeah. That's and right. And some rope that holds up that hut over there. And some rope. Yeah, and if a there was a downfall ball. to this film, it was that at the end of it, I looked down and I didn't have a ball-peen hammer. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a solid move. Okay. I'm here to help. So bad, bad is what you're saying, Steve. Mm, it's bordering. Spookily it's bordering. Bad, bad. I think. <laughs> I think maybe after I watched if I had watched it with, with pals, uh, it probably would have been far more entertaining. Uh, because we could have filled in the interminable gaps with some wacky witticism. I'll bring my DVD marks. down when I visit you next, and we'll just sit down <laughs> oh, and watch please do. Frankenstein Island. Well, I feel like after watching the riff tracks, which I did not do deliberately because uh, I did not want to soil this podcast with me pre- neither. pre-used jokes, I, I will probably feel much differently about the film. So yes, perhaps we should have a we should get back together. Yeah, let's nope. get back together in five nope. years and talk and about we'll, Frankenstein we'll Island again. How our on, feelings on about Frankenstein nope. Island have changed? <sighs> okay, I would like to thank my guests for discussing Frankenstein Island with me. I discovered this movie in the eighties. It's true, and uh, it still holds up. <laughs> in the nineteen eighties, <laughs> it hasn't lost a step. Thanks to my guests for for joining me on this journey to Frankenstein Island. Steve Lutz, thank you very much. Oh, no, Jason, I'll be thankful, and you be careful. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> very nice. Uh, Tony Sindelar, thank you very much. Uh, it, was, it was something. Yep, it was. Indeed it was. Brian Hamilton, thank you. I am Oz, 
the great and the power. Hmm. The, the power. 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 Glenn Fleischman, thank you. Thanks, friend. Good night, everybody. Uh, David J. Lore, thank you. I, I have only one thing to say to this film. <laughs> and Monty Ashley, thank you very much. In the framework of time, how can that possibly be? <laughs> and I have been your host, Jason Snell. Uh, I was born in Oakland. Oh, oh no! The pain! Oh, <laughs> oh no! Wait, work it, Jason. Work it. Work the hand. Thank you for listening to Rocket Surgery about Frankenstein Island. We'll see you next time. Goodbye! Oh!